What does your doctor mean when they say exercise? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will talk about the types of physical activity and the amounts of physical activity that have proven health benefits on Access Health Radio. And we always like to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Yeah, we'd like to give our thanks to Marley Drug this week in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box retail pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, if folks want more information after the show or they'd like to find out more information about your practice in Apex, where can they find that? If they'd like information about our specific medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. If after the show they want to listen to a podcast of the show, maybe they missed it or they there's something they wanted to listen to again, they can check that out at WPTF.com. And we'll also provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. And if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly even have those questions answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. You know, we had in the last few weeks, we've actually had a couple of those question and answer shows uh, and it seems like people really appreciated getting those answered on air. So hopefully we'll be able to continue that. So if you do have questions about your health you're really concerned about or that you'd really like some answers to and haven't found elsewhere, uh, feel free to send those in to us and we'll try to get those on the air. Yeah, those were uh, fun and informative. I enjoyed those. So, Dr. Forrest, pretty much everywhere you turn nowadays, you hear somebody on the news talking about the benefits of exercise. When you go to the doctor, they tell you to exercise. So, Today, I understand you're going to talk about what exactly that means and go into some pretty specific health benefits of exercise. Yeah, Mike, uh, exercise is one of those things that everybody talks about doing, knows they should do, yet most people spend less than an hour per week actually doing it. And I think one of the problems is that the advice that, that physicians give and that the media gives and that even health shows give often is way too general and not specific enough. And people really don't know how much is enough exercise or what types of things they should be doing to get the most benefits from. So today, I thought I'd give some specific information on exactly what your doctor means when they say get more exercise. Now, you mentioned how much time most people spend or don't spend, as the case may be. What are the time recommendations that you would give? Well, there's sort of two ways to divide exercise generally and that, that we've seen for health benefits. And the first one of those is, you know, what we call aerobic activity. And aerobic activity is where you're actually going to get your heart rate elevated and you're actually going to be breathing faster. They call it aerobic activity because you're actually using more oxygen when you're doing it. So our recommendation for this is very specific. It's 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes of really vigorous, which is even a higher heart rate, aerobic activity every week or a combination of both of those. And what we found is that, you know, that 150 minutes can be divided into five days a week. You can divide it into two 75-minute sessions, however you want to do that. But trying to get that 150 minutes and making sure at least each of those is 30 minutes at a time looks to be optimal for the health benefits that you get from aerobic exercise. 
The second category is strength training. So, you know, sometimes when people lift weights or do some type of machine that works their muscles and, and builds strength, they don't necessarily get their heart rate up as much with that. So they may not get necessarily into an aerobic zone. Now, there is a type of strength training we call circuit training, where people essentially go from one strength exercise to the next. And because there's never really any downtime and they're going from one to the other, that actually sort of is a combination of strength training and anaerobic activity, which is also good. But you want to do strength training for all of your major muscle groups at least twice a week. And, you know, doing a single set of those exercises is really good. And you want a weight or resistance that's going to be heavy enough for you to really make your muscles very tired after about 12 to 15 repetitions. Now, you know, personal trainers and experts in, in bodybuilding and that type of thing will generally tell you you know, heavier weights with lower repetitions, maybe eight to 10 repetitions is better for people that are trying to add muscle mass and that higher repetitions, you know, 15 or so uh, with lower weight is better for toning muscles. I would say when you're looking at health purposes and you're really trying to get a combination of strength and toning, you know, doing 12 reps uh, of most of these strength training exercises that you can do is really sort of your goal. And these specific amounts of time are what many people call an exercise prescription. And I've actually done that at my own practice. I've actually taken these, these recommendations and written them down on a prescription pad. So a patient literally could pull that out of their pocket or stick it on their refrigerator with a magnet and know exactly what I meant by more exercise and how much time they should spend in each activity. That prescription idea is a great idea. I like that a lot. Okay, Doc, it's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You might be quite surprised to learn that research has shown that exercise is a very worthwhile investment of your time. On average, every minute of exercise adds two minutes to your life, and that's a pretty good return on investment. Yeah, that's what I call an ROI. <laughs> Straight ahead, Dr. Forrest has more great tips on exercise. That's coming up on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician and CEO of Access Healthcare in Apex. Today, we're talking exercise. So, Dr. Forrest, how do you know when you're exercising hard enough to do any good? Well, if you're moving, that's good. Uh, but to get into a zone where you can actually burn more calories and get some physical conditioning, you need to get to a target heart rate of about 65 to 75% of what we call your maximum heart rate. Uh, and that's really what we would consider moderate intensity exercise. So to figure out what your maximum heart rate is, this is really easy to calculate. You just subtract your age from 220. So if, for example, if you were 40 years old, you would subtract 40 from 220, and that'd be 180. And 180 would be your maximum heart rate. And to figure out your target zone for that sort of uh, moderate intensive uh, area, that would be 65 to 75% of that 180 beats per minute. So if you want to kind of average that out, that means for a 40-year-old, they're really trying to get their heart rate to about 154 beats a minute and keep it there for that 30-minute period to get into that moderate intensive uh, exercise. And you can also calculate your pulse uh, you know, by feeling it in your wrist, 
you know, if you turn your hand up and you feel the outside of your wrist, uh, and you can check, you can count the number of beats in 10 seconds and multiply that by six. So, you know, if you count 20 beats of your pulse in 10 seconds, your heart rate's going to be 120. All right. That's good advice. So what if you don't feel comfortable checking your own pulse? Is there another way to know if you have your heart rate up enough? Well, you know, we talked about earlier that aerobic exercise means you're going to be using more oxygen. So one of the ways you can tell that you've sort of gotten into this target zone, even if you don't know what your pulse is, maybe because you're not comfortable taking it yourself or, you know, maybe it's really cold outside and you don't want to roll your sleeve up. Uh, but you should be slightly out of breath. So if you think about, imagine if somebody was walking next to you and you were trying to carry on a conversation, you should be just slightly out of breath enough that it would be a little bit difficult to carry on a routine conversation with that person because you're breathing a little heavier than normal. So that's another good way to tell you've gotten into that aerobic zone. Uh, what about those fitness tracker things. Uh, a lot of people are wearing Fitbits these days. Dr. Forrest, do those actually help? Well, you know, I have to admit, I was very skeptical of those type devices until I actually received one myself for Christmas. And, uh, you know, now I'm a believer because uh, there are all different types of these, but really, even the really inexpensive ones will do a good job of tracking steps. And most people suggest a step goal of around 10,000 per day. But, you know, most of the ones that are out there now have a lot of advanced electronics on them. They'll also monitor pulse rates, calculate distance, your elevation change, uh, calories burned. You know, some of them have GPS built into them and actually figure out how far you went, not just by figuring out steps, but actually seeing how far you went. And those can really give you a much more complete look at your activity level other than just, you know, counting steps and that type of thing. They also can be really motivational. So, you know, I never thought that something you wore on your wrist would be as effective potentially as somebody, you know, sitting on your shoulder and telling you to exercise more. But I've got to admit, you know, on, on the one that I use, we have I have these rings. And you've got three rings to close. One of those is number of calories burned from activity during the day. The second one is the number of hours per day that you stand up for at least a minute. Um, and then the third one is the number of minutes that you actively exercise enough to get up to an aerobic heart rate. And so, you know, mine right now, my goals are set at 650 calories, uh, 12 uh, hours of, of standing up per day, and then, uh, you know, 30 minutes of exercise. And I've got to tell you, it's very compelling. Uh, if you get to, uh, there's been many nights where I would get to uh, nine or ten o'clock at night, look down at my wrist and see that those rings weren't closed yet, and I would literally, even though it's cold this time of year, I would literally put on my coat, put on my toboggan, go outside, and I would walk up and down the road outside my house until I saw those rings closed. So. You know, I really do think uh, that they can be useful, both as a way to sort of keep you accountable so you literally know how much activity you got, and also sort of as a motivational thing. So you kind of, you know, you, every day I feel some comp compulsion to make sure those rings are closed. So I do think that the activity trackers are helpful. Uh, if, if for nothing else, I think it keeps you knowing exactly how much activity you got rather than sort of rounding, rounding up and figuring you got enough for the day. And they've got GPS on them so you can find your way back home after you've exactly. walked Exactly. So that's, that's always a great thing. <laughs> All right, Dr. Farr, straight ahead, we're going to cover the key points for today. And, of course, it wouldn't be complete without our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. 
Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and I want to take just a moment to acknowledge the companies that support our program each and every week. You know, one thing that uh, people are always concerned about is how they can keep their medical costs down. And one of the best ways to keep your medical costs down is to really find the best possible price on your prescription medications. You know, I actually get my own prescription medications from Marley Drug in Winston-Salem because it makes my own personal out-of-pocket cost lower than if I actually used my insurance plan and bought those generic medicines at some of the big box retail stores. So, And we'd really like to thank Marley Drug for supporting our show. They securely mail generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that can be even much lower than if you used your insurance to get that medication at a retail or corner pharmacy. Check them out at marleydrug.com. We come to you each and every Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock here on News Radio 680 WPTF. And often uh, we get questions from our listeners, and we welcome those. If you have a question and you would like to uh, get an answer from Dr. Forrest, you can send your general non-emergent questions and uh, possibly even have your question answered here on the radio. Go to our website, which is accesshealthradio.com. And we're on Facebook as well. You can find us there at Access Health. And you can send us an email as well. Make sure you include your contact information. The email address is accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Make sure that's a non-emergent question, but Dr. Forrest would be happy to answer your question, and you might even hear the answer here on the air. Now, after the show today, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast of our show and previous shows. Uh, Just go to WPTF.com. We have the links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. And of course, Dr. Forrest is the CEO of Access Healthcare in Apex. You can find out more information about his practice there at ACCHealth.com. Or give them a call at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190 for Access Healthcare in Apex. All right, Dr. Forrest, today we're talking about exercise, and it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Did you know that most people spend more time in the bathroom each week than exercising. In fact, although the average American spends nearly 10 hours per day in front of either a computer or TV screen, they only spend between 30 minutes and an hour for the whole week doing any type of exercise. So I think we can improve on that. I think you're right, and uh, I'm accepting your challenge. The gauntlet is thrown. I'm going to start doing that this week. I appreciate this program today very much, Dr. Forrest. Okay, so what are some of the key takeaways about exercise that you'd like us to remember this week? Well, first of all, it's important just to get moving. You know, uh, we're going to talk about the specifics in here in just a second, but but just getting more active, you know, getting up from your chair, uh, not always relying on a remote control to do something across the room, uh, being willing to, to park a little further away uh, when you're out shopping, when you're, you know, going to school or college or whatever. You know, there's, there's multiple advantages to that. If you, instead of trying to find the very closest spot you can uh, and having to drive around and around and around to wait for one of those close spots, you know, 
park in the farthest uh, spot away from the door. This is going to accomplish two things. Number one, that may actually double your steps for the day because you may have been sort of a sedentary day. The second thing it may do is it may prevent your car door from getting dinged because you know you're not right up against everybody else who is trying to get as close to the store uh, as they possibly could. And and you'd be surprised just doing that a couple times a week can really add a lot of steps uh, into your routine. And that's sort of what I'd consider passive exercise. You know, you weren't really trying to work out. It's something you were going to do anyway, and you sort of built that into your normal routine. So first of all, try to add that passive activity just into your routine by being farther away from things. You know, when you have the opportunity, if you're able to take the steps, uh, you know, a lot of times people say, well, the elevator is just more convenient or I'm worried about safety. And I'll tell you, you know, almost everywhere has uh, steps really near the elevator. Uh, and it's really a good way to get exercise because stairs are very effective aerobic activity. So, you know, even if it's just a couple of flights, uh, take advantage of that. It's sort of like having a workout built into your day. Uh, second, it's very important to try to get 30 minutes at a time of moderate activity. Um, and if you can do that five days per week, that's great. Remember we talked earlier about the 150 minutes. You know, to my way of thinking, dividing that up into five days of 30 minutes is probably ideal. And it's the regimen that's been shown to be really very effective for both helping prevent heart disease, helping improve memory later in life, in terms of helping prevent cancer, and just in terms of extending uh, longevity is sort of this idea of 150 minutes a week. And then the other thing is you want to make sure that you don't forget to have some strength training as a component of your exercise. You know, when you build muscle mass, that muscle has to burn calories 24 hours a day, whether you're using it or not. So, you know, take advantage of, of building some muscle that can help you not only with weight loss, but it also, when you are when you have more muscle toning and more muscle strength, it really helps to prevent falls. Uh, and, you know, especially in folks who are concerned about like falling and breaking their hip, which is just a tragic event kind of thing when it happens. If you've got more strength, it makes it more likely that if you do lose your balance, you're going to be able to recover. If you do fall, it makes it more likely you're going to be able to grab onto something and break your fall. And ultimately, that actually may help prevent fractures. So, you know, we hear all the time about people who are, you know, they're doing pretty well into their later years or healthy otherwise. And then they have some type of fall where they step off a sidewalk, they lose their balance. And strength training can really help that. And not only does it build muscle strength, you know, we know now that load-bearing exercise where you're really putting some strain on those muscles actually helps to strengthen the bones as well and keep the bone density high which can prevent sort of these fractures that, that were not necessary. And, you know, the last thing I would say to folks is, uh, because this is really sort of a minimal goal, is if nothing else, try to spend at least as much exercising each day as you do in the bathroom. You know, that would make all of us a lot healthier. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. That brings us to the end of our show today. That concludes our show this week, and hopefully you will be able to use this information to improve your own exercise habits. Our scripture today is from Corinthians 9, 26 and 27. Thus, I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it for fear that after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Thanks today for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.